0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: BFM 89.9. Good morning. You are listening to The Morning Run. It's Friday, the 29th of July, 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm Shazana Mokhtar in studio today with Keith Kam and Wong Shao Ning. We're all here to welcome in the weekend.
0: Yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fakest year. So much enthusiasm. I'm
2: just relieved.
0: Like five days gone. And guess what? When we come back in on Monday, it's another month.
2: Oh, oh yeah.
0: It is a brand exactly new month. Exactly Monday,
2: yeah. Yes. Where did yeah. you
0: Where did July go? Sorry. Where did January, February, March, April, May, June, I, July go? I'm just trying go. to
2: figure out where this last week went because all I did was spend my time watching um, uh, Marvel trailers and Lord <laughs> of the Rings trailers and the House of the Dragon trailers all on YouTube. Are you
0: excited because it's what all these are coming out in the second half of the year?
2: Uh, well, some of them are, and we're not sure how many we'll, we'll, we will get to see here. But I'm actually more excited oh, about yes, House of the Dragon thing isn't
0: allowed to be seen here anymore is it (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay moving on (laughs) lots of things
1: to discuss and watch if you're you know if you're into pop pop culture. I was going to say, you should tune into Popcorn Culture with Sharmila, Lynn and Arvind every week. They discuss the latest and greatest of what's taking stage on the silver screen and also the tiny TV screens as well. Uh, it you know Insert the plug there. But as for our show this morning, we have a lot of interesting conversations lined up for you. Uh, beginning at 7.15, the federal budget is a national event, but state budgets are much more under the radar. We're going to discuss how transparent state budgets are with Alyssa Road of the think tank Ideas.
2: The world was also shocked by the execution of democracy activists by the Myanmar Junta. We discussed the latest situation in Myanmar and why ASEAN has been pretty much ineffective in resolving this crisis.
1: That's happening at 7.30 after the news bulletin and we'll be speaking to Thomas Daniel of the think tank ISIS Malaysia. And
0: then at 7.45, guess what? The anti-hopping law became law, literally, after it was debated in parliament. We discussed the implications with Daniel Prakash Chako of Tindak Malaysia.
1: All right, all this and more today on The Morning Run. So stay with us, BFM 89.9. That was Buddy Miles with Dreams, 6.07am on Friday, the 29th of July. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Mokdar, Keith Kam and Wong Ning. So the first story on our docket has to do with teeth, actually. Um, there's a BBC documentary exploring a new TikTok trend in the UK that's being called Turkey teeth, and this is where British people are traveling to Turkey to get dental treatment to obtain that perfect smile at a discount. Price, so it sounds like you know you can go for a holiday as well as get your teeth fixed and come back all happy smiling. But the problem is, many go there without actually understanding what they're getting themselves into, what the procedure actually is, and in the end, come back to the UK and then have to get their teeth fixed by their public healthcare system, by
0: NHS in the end,
1: by the NHS. Yes, it
2: really bites.
1: Well, I, and the thing is, I was I, I was reading this article on this documentary and I remember that there's a similar trend somewhat happening in Malaysia. Uh, we don't have to travel to Turkey to do this. But what we're seeing is a rise of um, these centres offering... Uh, dental services that aren't the typical dentist, yeah? So the Star earlier this month reported on illegal dentists that are promoting procedures like veneers or whitening procedures or dental fillings even. These are usually conducted by certified medical professionals but are now being done by the peddler on the street almost.
2: So people I... can come here for Malaysia molas? Uh... <laughs>
0: Are you on a roll, Keith? This is Friday,
1: I love right? it. I love it. Tell, I the, am. <laughs> tell the medical health tourism board that they might want to take that on, or maybe not, because Turkey teeth is not a good trend, Keith. If there are too many horror stories associated with that hashtag or with that TikTok trend to really warrant it being um, a positive thing. But it got me thinking, yeah, about about dental hygiene and dental treatment and awareness, and just well, whether it's widespread in society. What gets people thinking about their teeth and taking care of their teeth?
0: Oh well, teeth. We only get what uh, baby teeth when we're born, and yeah. after that, it kind of all drops out, and then we get permanent teeth, and then that's it. That's it. That's uh, it. You're, that's you're that's done. It. And then
2: you might get uh you might you might get dentures later on, but that's, that's a whole it. different Crown, story. Crown,
0: dentures, <laughs> implants, you name it. Okay, I've had some. Uh, I think the the thing about teeth is that it's we use it so much. It's actually one of the strongest things uh in our mm-hmm. well we have because we you know it can really bite through a lot of things. But the point is. Unfortunately, we don't always take care of our teeth And as a result, later when we're older We have a lot of complications And I'm looking at myself Generally, I'm okay I don't have uh, much, um, how, what do I would say, cavities But I have typically bad teeth in that the alignment isn't bad So I'll confess I'm one of those people at a ripe old age of 47, 48 Last year, I decided I was going to get my teeth corrected again Okay, so I had it corrected when I was about 12 hmm And in the last 30 years plus, the teeth have actually buckled and come out again. My whole jaw has moved. So I went to get my teeth done. And you're right, you know, there's a lot of options there, out there, with a wide price range. And there's a lot of stuff, and I would say funky stuff, I've seen on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. And I wonder who decides, I mean is it are people just walk in because the price is so good do they not check around whether this dentist is registered or people just just think it's okay, it's like, not going to make much difference. I
1: anyway, mean, a part of me thinks it is. this is related to the social media phenomenon as well. The fact that these services can be advertised so broadly. Number one, you, you see social media and you see people with really great teeth, right? Yeah. There's just more
0: um, the visibility there. The after is there. so much better than the before pictures, right? Right.
1: And, and then, um, and then I, I guess that combines also with the availability of technology as well. I think it is making dental procedures perhaps more accessible. Uh, prices have come down in some for some procedures, making it more easy to afford, perhaps.
2: I, I wonder as well, is is uh, the fact that many companies don't give you dental uh, benefits as opposed to regular medical mm. benefits, mm. that might have something to do with it as okay, well.
0: Okay, but I want to specify when it comes to dental procedures. They are the essential ones mm. where you know, you have cavities and you need to fill it and you've, you're, you've chipped a tooth. Uh, and then you need to get a crown. Okay, those you really, really need to get. Then there are the vanity projects like what I've embarked on where mm-hmm. it's not really essential, but it just makes your smile look better. So those I think is where you really see a lot of Instagram pictures, social media in that space, right? And people are just attracted to the prices. So for example, this Star article says that you can get braces done for like, you know, a few hundred ringgit. Let me tell you, that's not possible. Most no. dentists would charge north of 5,000 of or more. So I think when something is too good to be true, really, yeah, you need to take that step back. And bear in mind, right, this set of teeth that you have is the only set you're going to have for the rest of your adult life. There's no way turning back. And if it's not done properly, the repair job is going to be even more expensive. And guess what? Super duper painful. So take
2: care of your teeth, everyone.
0: Exactly. Either
1: that or it's down to dentures. And um, I think we want to try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, But you know what? Tell us what you think. You know, Do you see this trend of going to um, less than, I guess, less than authoritative uh, venues for your uh, teeth treatment? Do you see that happening in your neighborhood or
0: social circles? Is the person you're most scared of the dentist?
2: Oh, that's my fear.
1: (laughs) Is that a bugbear for you, stopping you from getting (laughs) medical treatment? You know, WhatsApp us. Tell us what you think. You can send us your messages at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine or tweet us at BFM radio. It's six thirteen in the morning. We're heading into some messages. When we come back, we're gonna discuss the trillion dollar question when will COVID really be over. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. That was the War on Drugs with Change. You are listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Xiaoning and Keith. 6.19 in the morning on Friday, the 29th of July. And I think change is something that we have seen over the past two years of the pandemic. (laughs) At the beginning of this year, 2022, there were high hopes that we would be going back to the pre-pandemic normal. We want things to revert rather than continue changing. I mean, we did see mask mandates be Being lifted in developed countries, we saw retail spaces opening. You know, people returning back to social life, but we're still being haunted by the Omicron wave and
0: subsequent subvariants. BA four, BA five, and there's another new one. Is there is.
2: BA4.75 but to make it easy they just call it Centaurus. That's right. Oh. Yeah.
1: The non-Greek alphabet name yeah. type thing. Um but yes, so on the one hand we talk about covid being endemic but that doesn't mean it's disappeared. At this point can we ever definitively call an end to covid?
2: Uh I just have to I, I just have to Tell you guys a story about uh, just a couple of months ago when I, when I went to Sweden and Denmark. Uh, before going there, I gave them a call and I said, what precautions do I need to take? The response I got was that, oh, COVID's over for us. No mask, no nothing. <laughs> it yeah. was the
0: same when I went to Europe in May. I mean, hardly anybody was wearing masks in London, in UK and in Italy. Hardly. Uh, they only enforced it actually on the plane.
2: Mm, exactly. Um
0: that was the only time I actually saw people being wearing their masks like throughout otherwise I, th- I would say I was the minority. Less than 10% walking around with masks and you get funny looks. So on one hand, you've got those
1: that, that kind of reality. But mm. on the other hand, it's really hard to find someone who hasn't either been infected with COVID recently or knows people who've been infected with COVID. I, I think this uh, virus is still spreading um, fairly prevalently yes. among our
0: circles. Yeah. And at this point, we... What do we do? I'm sure if we did a survey in BFM, you know, I won't be surprised if more people have COVID than less than, you know, than people who haven't had it. Uh, so the thing is, are we, you know, I think definitely we are transitioning. We are transitioning to endemicity. But I don't personally, I'm not, I'm no scientist. I'm no doctor. It's, it's going to be around because it just the way it mutates. It's almost impossible to put a stop to it. It's just maybe we learn to manage it better.
2: So this is an article that I actually that I saw in The Guardian. It was written by Professor Erica Charters. She's a professor of the global history of medicine at the at Oxford University. She's also leading a multidisciplinary project on how epidemics end. And Do they end? Do they ever exactly. end? So that's what she says here. Uh, she suggests that expecting to see a swift and decisive end endpoint because of a magic bullet treatment is wishful thinking and definitely not with COVID. Because mm. like uh, if if you look at uh, uh, pandemics, uh, epidemics like H1N1, uh, which is a swine flu, HIV, AIDS, they haven't actually gone, but the uh, the, the level of concern has has dropped, mainly because uh, we see fewer deaths, we see... Uh,
0: People coping with the disease better.
2: Exactly. I mean, if, if you look at Malaysia, our hospital capacity looks manageable. In mm. fact, the last two days, we've had uh, zero deaths reported.
0: Yeah, and cases also have dropped, but I wonder whether that's just due to under-reporting. Uh,
2: I probably think that probably is, is the case. Because
0: now, you know, one thing, we no longer have to... Uh, use our touch, uh, sorry, our maestrojatra to go into any building and somehow it's like out of mind, out of sight, right? Right. right. And so, nobody
2: checks, they're supposed to check to see that you are uh, all clear, a low-risk patient, a low-risk person before they let you into a mall but nobody checks. I anyway. have had
0: been, I've been checked though uh, in uh, KLCC before I went in but anyway, the thing is, okay, if are we are we going to get to the stage where we, and I wonder whether it's psychology, right? So mm-hmm. we get numb to everything because Ah, yeah, everybody's gotten it already. Like, what's the big deal? And then you hear stories like, hey, when I got it, it wasn't so bad. What? I just coughed like, and then it was all right. Mm. So after a while, you internalize this and then it doesn't become so fearful. And to be fair, yes, a lot of Malaysians have been vaccinated. We've had our booster shots. So our chances of survival are much better. But... It's, I, I think we still have to have a sense of vigilance because unfortunately, little is known about COVID, especially long
2: COVID. That's what worries me. I, I learned something during the week. Um, for people who haven't caught COVID, they created a word for them. It's a portmanteau of the word COVID and virgin. So you call them a virgin.
0: What? Is that you and I keep... That's the two of us, isn't it, right. for the moment? But I wonder whether I had it, you know, because people say maybe you had it and you didn't even know about it. That's mm. that's possible also. That's possible. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, the thing with humans is that we like this silver bullet
1: thinking, right? right. We, like, we like the magic bullet thinking where, oh, there's a definitive end, you know, after this particular point in time, we're COVID-free or we're pandemic-free. But that's not really how uh, medical diseases work in a way. I mean, I think the article cited the HIV-AIDS epidemic. Right that is actually still ongoing. But uh, what's heartening is that technology and medical advances have also mean that it's easier to treat the, the disease, the virus, um, to prevent uh, things from getting to a level that can't be controlled. Um, so I guess that is the, the most that we can think about COVID as well. It's never really going to disappear, um, but we may see uh, that our medical treatments advance and, and become more affordable, more accessible, and that helps us manage it better.
0: Yeah, so that's the point, right? Don't keep our eye off the ball go for your booster shots you know if you're eligible and even like for children what is worrying is less than 50% of children who are between 5 to 11 years old they've actually only received one dose so there are lots of Malaysians out there who have yet to complete uh, their vaccinations please go for it because really that's the last line of defense you can take for yourself 6.25
1: 6.25 in the morning We're heading into the 6.30am news bulletin And we'll come back after that With a look at global headlines We have the Black Crows Taking us to the news with Remedy BFM 89.9 You're listening to The Morning Run I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wong Xiaoning And Keith Kam Now are you in, might be What President Joe Biden Asked President Xi Jinping When they had a phone call overnight Or oh, is it the other way around? <laughs> that That's one of the headlines that we're seeing in the global portals this morning. What's that story all about?
2: Yeah, so overnight, US President Joe Biden uh, spoke with his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping, uh, via phone. Uh, they talked about, well, the elephant in the room, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Biden was also trying to get Beijing to side with the West when it comes to uh, Russia's invasion of, of Ukraine. So on Taiwan, uh, what came out as, as headlines is that Beijing essentially told Washington not to play with fire when it when it comes to talking about Taiwan? And this is this also comes on the back of uh, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's planned trip to to Taipei, which uh, Beijing feels is ruffling its feathers.
0: But it's not confirmed yet, right? No, is no, no, it?
2: no. No, I mean, it, you just you just need a suggestion that uh, she wants know, to drop by. Yeah, yeah, a, a suggestion that that Taiwan is being recognized by, by, by the US. Uh, and you know just for context everyone knows that Taiwan is considered a renegade province of uh, mainland China the PRC
1: so I read that um, the US characterised the call, which is the first conversation since March, as mm-hmm. candid and substantive, but neither side described it as constructive, which I think means it would have gone well. Uh, candid and substantive probably meant there might have uh, been a, more arguing than, I guess, agreeing or, or, or maybe trying they to would to like, agreement. What,
0: yeah, what does candid mean? Did they like chit-chat about their dogs? Or, I am mean, like, imagining a lot a of swear maybe, words being turned yeah, out, Or maybe, hey, um, Joe, how is COVID? You know, that kind of like candid conversation. <laughs> Hey,
2: Joe, you caught COVID already. Again. <laughs> Again.
0: <laughs> but you are, alright Because you had two boosters, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a conversation maybe. Who knows?
1: Well, that's something that is going to be uh, in the headlines for many, many more months to come. US-China tensions have not abated for the past five years, it seems. And um, at least from, the, uh, from this conversation, it seems that the two leaders are planning to meet in person at some point this mm. year. So we'll see what happens out of that. Where uh, are they going to meet? It could be, really be anywhere. The oh, G20... come to Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> The G20 meeting is coming up soon. The ASEAN Summit will be held soon. I mean, there's so many avenues for them to,
0: I guess, have encounters. We would love to have them here in Malaysia. And come would... host and then they can come on the breakfast grill anytime. Oh, that would my be My pipe dream. But um, sticking on the, the story somewhat related to China is um, a story coming out Wall Street Journal where billionaire Jack Ma plans to relinquish control of N Group. as uh, This is according to people familiar with the matter as opposed to people who are not familiar with the matter. I don't never understand this. Um, sources say. Sources say. As two sources as opposed to three sources. Um, said part of the fintech giant's effort to move away from affiliate Alibaba group after more than, I think, a very difficult year for anything related to Jack Ma, right? Because he was supposed to do an IPO. In 2020, it was halted. It was a 34 billion plus IPO. And even then, recently, we have seen the Chinese government not granting approval to some of his uh, games actually.
2: He does seem to be uh, ruffling feathers in Beijing. Uh, speaking, speaking. Uh, well, he doesn't speak out against Beijing, but he's become a lot more vocal and and, and visible.
0: Yeah. So, he, uh, some people say this is part of China's attempts to rein in the billionaires, right? Because yeah. there have been a few of them. So, Alibaba is one. Tencent is another big company. Um, their share prices have, of course, corrected very sharply as a result of this. Uh,
2: can I can I just uh, uh, bring back uh, this is another president a former president Gotabaya Rajapaksa Sri Lanka's former president he has been ordered by the Supreme Court to appear uh, before them on Monday August 1st for Isn't a petition He in Singapore He is uh, for a petition linking him with the country's economic crisis mm. uh, so this was reported by by Channel News Asia and there was a petition against politicians and civil servants including him alleging that they are responsible for what's happening there
0: They're not yeah.
2: <laughs> so Roger Parksha is currently in Singapore He can stay there on his short-term visit pass Which until... has been extended
0: for another 14 days apparently Yeah, so
2: that's until August 11 So unless he gets another extension He kind of has to go back and face face the music
0: All right.
1: I'm going to be watching that pretty closely. I mean, it's interesting to see what happens next. Sri Lanka, of course, having uh, brought in a new Mm. president, uh, Ranil Vikramasinghe. Not uh, very popular either. Not very popular either. So I think um, there's still a lot to watch when it comes to what's happening in Sri
0: Lanka. Xiaoning. And then one more story. We almost forgot. Remember North Korea? Oh, yeah. So the Star has reported, well, it's actually in all the global headlines, that North Korea is ready to mobilize nukes again. Haven't they already been doing that? I feel like I they know. never really stopped, right? I think I get the sense, like, when, you know, uh, nobody's paying attention to them, then they are like, hey, look at us, look at us. We have nukes, we have nukes. And then they start again and everyone's like,
2: again? But it's a, it's a really dangerous thing to, to, to yeah. play with. I, I think
0: at this
1: point, at this at this time of geopolitical tensions. Any mention of using nukes does raise loud alarm bells, something that will keep on our radar for sure. We're coming up to 6.46 in the morning. We're heading into some messages. We'll come back with a look at what's making headlines in our local newspapers and portals. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. That was the journey with any way you want it. You're listening to The Morning Run, 6.50 in the morning. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Wong Xiaoning and Keith Come Well, Politicians can no longer have it any way they want it because the anti-party hopping bill was passed unanimously yesterday, which means that uh, hopefully this will curb frogs in our political landscape.
2: I don't know, guys. I mean, I'm like... um uh not exactly thrilled by it and not exactly disappointed by it. I think I'm just more like a wait-and-see thing because we've seen what happened uh, with a lot of bills and a lot of laws and legislation that, that, mm. that passes in Malaysia because there's just no enforcement and uh, it just fizzles out after a while and maybe I've just got uh, political fatigue. I Can know. they
0: avoid enforcement of this? I
2: mean, uh, I, that that's the thing. I mean, there's, there's, there's just so many ways.
0: We'll find out later anyway, yeah, right, at yeah. 7.45, because we're going to be talking to Danish Prakash Chako of uh, Tinda, Malaysia. He's the director there. I want to find out exactly your point, Keith. Mm. What's the enforcement going to be like? What's the nitty-gritty of the bill? Is this really going to stop uh, MPs from jumping ship or there loopholes in this bill?
2: I don't know, I mean, I'm I'm saying this because I think I've got political fatigue mm. uh, election fatigue or whatever you want to call it, it's just really tiring
1: I mean, it was argued that <clears throat> this bill needed to be passed in order to restore public trust in the political system, there's been a lot of disillusionment since Sheraton move. so I think one of the reasons why it was so urgent for MPs to pass this bill was to give the public confidence that when they vote, their vote matters mm. whether that will happen or not is the big question um, so we'll be discussing this later on in the show, but at least it
0: happened before general elections.
2: Yeah, and right? I at least let's
0: take the, the little bit of plus.
2: And it was unanimous, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, only 11, eleven MPs. Who eleven did. MPs. Um, should we shame some of them?
0: Well, so I think some <laughs> of them have legitimate reasons for not being in parliament. It doesn't seem like there was any concerted effort by any political party. Well, past to president avoid, wasn't there, yeah. and
2: there was no reason for him to not be there.
0: I mean, some people had COVID, some people are traveling, some people are yeah. at work. So okay, eleven, not bad. Uh, pretty much a bipartisan approach towards. Well, one of the
1: uh, MPs who wasn't there was the um, uh, Human Resources Minister, Datuk Sri M. Saravanan and he was in Indonesia uh, to, to, I guess, resolve this ongoing labour uh, movement problem between Malaysia and Indonesia and um, I think the good news is that Indonesia will be lifting its freeze on labour uh, on 1st of August so hopefully that will provide some relief to our economic sectors that have really been struggling under a severe labour labor shortage.
0: Okay, I'm going to be talking about the uh, you know the smoking bill. Is that the right word? Um, this is reported in the Malay Mail and they've actually quoted uh, our DG of Health, which is Stan Sri No Hisham. He's saying, prioritise public health over the basic right to smoke. And of course, he says the public is advised to help and support the actions of the Ministry of Health in protecting the younger generation in the country from smoking tobacco and vaping. And we've seen this you know, a lot of lobbying going around, a lot of articles I've seen it in websites saying that actually this bill is going to be bad for um, Malaysia in the sense that we're going to have more illicit cigarettes, we're going to have less less custom collection, uh, you know, it's not going to achieve its objectives, you know, uh, even things like coffee shops have come out to say their business will be impacted. But I'm really just curious in terms of, yeah, I think that the spirit of the bill mm what resonates with me but of course as usual it's the devil in the details which is why i'm going to ask Kari Jamaluddin, you are more than welcome to come on our show to tell us about this bill the progress of it, what's the support like with the MPs, what's the objections, how you're overcoming it and just the finer details of it, I'm really curious.
2: I'm curious about how, like with any legislation how it's going to be enforced as well because uh, when when, when uh, with the previous, I think it was two previous uh, health ministers ago when he implemented uh, a ban on smoking at eateries, that sort of like fizzled out after, after COVID No,
0: I mean there is the law but the enforcement is not happening Mm -hmm. because you know there are people still smoking when you go to a mama or a Chinese coffee shop and and the coffee shop proprietors don't do anything about it and you know I've told people off and they really get quite angry with me it's none of your business was a remark a woman said to me but like we say you know the, the spirit of the law works so KJ Please, please come on. Please come on. And actually, we've reached out and we haven't had a response. Well, we hope we will definitely be discussing this issue on the station, throughout the station
1: as the uh, debate on the bill continues.
2: Uh, I want to bring this story uh, to, to your attention as well. The NST front page uh, talks about the rape of Lodging Highland. Um, you know, the government state government has admitted that many farmers have violated environmental impact assessment rules there. Uh, this is quite close to my heart as, as uh, if you're travelling from KL to Guamusan where my kampong is, uh, you, I, I always prefer to pass uh, to take that route, uh, just so that I can enjoy the cool air there. But of late, you can really see how, um, how, how destroyed the the, the environment there. So is. there's a
0: lot of deforestation. There
2: is a lot of deforestation. They cleared the forests there to mm. to have uh so that farmers could could uh have their farms there.
0: Yeah, I think it's tragic. Uh, But very quickly, you know, results season has started in Malaysia and we're going to cover some of them at 9.15. So just to highlight the names, Bursa release results, Maxis, Nestle, Lotte Chemical will be some of the names that we'll be discussing at 9.15 to find out whether those results were in line, below or above expectations. So do tune in for that. Do stay
1: with us this morning. All right, 6.55am, we are heading into the 7am News Bulletin. We're going to come back after that with a look at how global markets closed overnight. Taking you to the news is Haim with Want You Back, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast.